0: Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marcia Collier. Well,
1: hello, everyone. Oh, excuse me, my voice went. And welcome to Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marcia Collier. And we're here to bring you the latest news, reviews on everything tech related. Whether you're a beginner or an expert, we've got something for you. So thank you for joining us. And, Marcia, hello.
0: Uh, The best part about this show, I think, is that we do the tech news every week. Because you you hear a lot of stuff from a lot of people. And when we do talk about products, it's stuff that we've tried ourselves. And we can tell you legit and not read off a press release, as a lot of people do. So thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, Mark, anything stick out in your mind this week?
1: Well, it's interesting. Elon Musk, again, you know, he's got this goal of putting humans on Mars, and so he keeps working on his uh, rocket launches. Okay,
0: before we talk about the Starship launch, I thought just real quick, yeah. you know, we talked before about on the show about um, the weight of electric cars. Yes. And, you know, we talked about the structure of upright parking lots, you know, multi-story parking lots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know... That in our cities, inspections may or may not be made. And we learned that after the Northridge earthquake. And this week, a parking lot collapsed in midtown Manhattan.
1: Yeah, that's scary.
0: Well, it it's just what, you know, everybody's ignoring the elephant in the room. You have these old buildings. You're putting cars on them that are twice the weight of the old cars. Something's mm-hmm. going to happen. I just thought it was interesting because we... we we kind of knew something like that was going to happen.
1: Yeah, which is a little bit on the scary side for those areas, well, for certainly California. You don't see a lot of those kinds of structures in California where they have multi-tiered parking.
0: Well, on um, the west side, there are a lot. Yeah, I guess, you know, in the shopping centers. But then centers. again, they've been built here to withstand earthquakes. Right, so. they so. Might, might be a little stronger. But in, in major cities... They have them all over the place, and who knows if they've been maintained properly.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting and very sad. If I, I don't know. if Was anyone hurt in that collapse?
0: I don't know. I, I didn't go deep into it. I okay. just said, see? I said to myself, see, see? You yeah. knew it. It was going to yeah, happen.
1: Yeah, so. we're, we're usually two to three years ahead of everybody else on this show, so tell your friends. Um, so anyway, Elon Musk, of course, has this goal of putting humans on Mars. Uh, I don't know why we want to go to Mars or what we're going to do once we get up there, but that's his goal.
0: Or if we're going to die on the way there from yeah. the Van Allen belt of radiation, but, yeah,
1: you know. a lot of scary stuff. I, I don't think I'll be volunteering to go on that ship, um, but, you know, kudos to anyone that is willing to give it a try. Uh, Apparently, Musk said in 2019 it was about six months away. Well, unfortunately, that did not happen. So um, the Starship would originally, according to the original plans, the Starship would fly orbital velocity after separating from its super-heavy booster rocket about three minutes into the trip and then splash down in the Pacific Ocean somewhere near Hawaii. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't work exactly the way it was supposed to. Apparently the uh, spacecraft began spiraling, uh, corkscrewing, and before the planned separation happened. So, um, tweet uh, Elon Musk said in a tweet: "The next Starship test will occur in a few months. Um, we'll see. The vehicle experienced multiple engines out during the flight test, lost out at altitude, and it suddenly became, you know, started to tumble." and they terminated the uh, system command on the booster so they did that themselves they actually terminated the ship itself and it uh, it blew up and it blew up in such a way that it apparently took out i think it took out a car on the ground
0: well actually the bl- blowing up didn't that was the launch it was the right, launch the, that the launch, did right. a whole lot more damage <laughs> than they really expected i mean that was an amazing launch this The Starship spacecraft, we can talk about, and that's that's amazing. But the heavy rocket, that was huge. I mean, did you see how – it's possibly the tallest. Financial Times did a graphic that I tweeted last week. It's possibly taller than anything else pretty much on Earth. It's huge. Oh, interesting. So, you know, to get that much power and boost, the fact that it even left the ground, I figure, is great. The fact that it didn't do much damage, I figure <laughs> you were way ahead of the game. <laughs>
1: well, it didn't do much damage unless you owned uh, the minivan that got taken out by debris that were kicked off during the launch. Apparently there was a minivan that got wiped out from uh, debris that had happened.
0: Well, cities uh, so- miles away were covered in brown grime,
1: right. pebbles,
0: the whole thing. You know, I can't imagine that did anyone's paint job any good. <laughs> yeah, no, I
1: would think not. Uh,
0: <laughs> and and if anybody's still listening, you haven't cleaned off your car yet. Don't brush it off; it's yeah. just going to scratch your car. Yeah, go exactly. immediately to a water car wash.
1: Yeah, well, well, the next star, like I said, the next starship launch is supposed to come in a few months. So we'll see. Uh, Elon's uh, tweet was congrats uh, SpaceX team on an exciting test launch of the starship. Learned a lot for the next test launch in a few months. So I don't know. I, I you know th- I don't know if this is a spin. Hey, we blew up. Mark,
0: but- the word is test.
1: Yeah, well, test
0: means you're doing something that you're not sure what's going to happen. Clearly. So Clearly. this was a test launch. You, you can't, with all the mathematical calculations and all the computers and the AI and everything we have, until you do it, you don't, you don't know, know what's going to happen. Right. So yeah, I think it was successful in the fact that they're going to learn a lot.
1: Well, th- yeah, and, and obviously with each one of these launches, they're going to learn something more about yeah. what they did and how they did and why it actually did not do what it was supposed to do. So right. it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. It, to see?
0: But yeah, all I could do when I watched it was think about you know if you were Elon, is is that all my money going up <laughs> and blowing up? <laughs> yeah. Shh yeah that's all yeah I was kind of looking to
1: see what this cost, and I have no clue what the cost. But I guess, as he says, they have mer- money to burn, right? Well, SpaceX tiny... is a
0: private company, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, so, so... we're not
0: going to know It's no, part of the tr- uh, the uh, Musk family business. So, yeah, we won't know. And if they're willing to continue to throw money at it, and obviously, you know, NASA's part of it. They're contributing. So the engines of Starship Raptor weren't perfect this time, so we're hoping it'll do better next time.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, and I always wonder, what when you get to Mars, what what do we do once we land there?
0: Well, you're going to be—I think you're going to be stuck there forever, and who really—I mean, who's thought about this? It's not like you can go outside and walk around and go to the pool. No. <laughs> I mean, your your entire life, you're stuck in a little. How big could the little homes be? I mean, you know, to start with, uh, where they hold the atmosphere that supports life. It's not Star Trek quite yet. We we can can't even get this thing off the ground. No, where there's things.
1: So I mean, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Well, I don't I think, gonna think it's going to be a lot of a TV fun. TV show that. Yeah, I mean, there's a TV show on this year called Hello Tomorrow, which was about a guy that was selling timeshares on the moon. And, you know, allegedly there were all these houses and all these things once you got up there. And, of course, it was a scam. But um, I don't know. Maybe there's houses up there. Maybe we'll find out eventually. Yeah, I, so, I, there's, uh, yeah.
0: there's no houses. Nobody's gone up there to build them. It's not happening I'm telling you, in my lifetime, I wish it would. And just so you know, do you remember Elon comes up with little fundraising things that if remember the giant torch? Um, Elon, right. he's had all kinds of interesting things. Well, if you go to shop.spacex.com, you can buy a real collectible item that I assume is going to help finance the next launch.
1: Yeah, probably so. It's called Wait, Star... where do the Martians live if there are no houses up there?
0: Well, they have their own houses, and they oh. don't breathe the same air.
1: Oh, okay. So we can't use their houses. All they, right, and well. they
0: probably are looking forward to eating us. But anyway... <laughs> oh, great. So you can go to shop.spacex.com and get your very own Starship Torch. It's cool. a pre-sale. Um, what it is, when you look at it and put it on a desk, it's a 1-200 scale model of space's, SpaceX's Starship. And it's a kind of cool thing to have on your desk. Yeah, that should be fun. But when you turn it over and you hit the switch, it's a windproof flame. <laughs> And yeah, you can sear your steak, you can make meringue, you can put the little crust on creme brulee, you could light candles or your fireplace, all these different things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's big into flames. So this is a flamethrower.
0: I mentioned that. And $175 pre sale. And supposedly it's coming out in Q3 2023. And what you get for your $175. I don't know if it's a limited edition. It doesn't clearly say, but you get a refilling on orbit Starship torch, easily refillable with standard butane canisters, not included. Ships empty, adjustable flame, safety lock, once 200 scale, 100% not a toy, the page says. There's all no. kinds of warnings and all, but it's really cool looking.
1: Yeah, that's kind of fun. So, those are nice. I, when I was a kid, wait, are we back to, is it Cape Kennedy now or Cape Canaveral? Did they go back to Cape Canaveral?
0: I, I, you know, I don't know. When I was going there for NASA, I was getting confused. It was Cape Kennedy within the last decade. I don't know if they've changed it back. I well, when I was a
1: kid, to. I had a Cape Canaveral missile set. It was, you know, like one of those toy sets that had rockets on it and buildings from Cape Canaveral. And I thought that was a really cool thing to have. So having things that look like spaceships, kids all like that. So yeah, except
0: kinda that the starship kind of looks like something other than a spaceship too. But oh. we're we're not going to talk about that because okay. this isn't an X-rated show. Yeah. But all, all these all these rockets, you guys, you know, <laughs> I <Yeah>. don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, guys like rockets, zoom engines. Well, I power. mean the shape, the shape Brr. of
0: them, the shape of it.
1: Oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay
0: so Gosh. you you think you're going to help people get a big share of the Facebook oh yeah they're, they're, people are going to get
1: millions out of this each individual getting millions well,
0: 725 million is up for grabs
1: yeah yeah now if 725 million people sign up you're going to get a dollar each so apparently Facebook who has been fighting a class action suit which accused Facebook and its parent company later parent company of course meta of selling third-party data that they have been fighting for years to try to prevent. Well, apparently anyone who used Facebook between May 24th of 07 and December 22nd of 22, which is the majority of the world, you can you may be a candidate for free funds. You have to submit your claim to collect anything by 11.59 p.m. on Friday, August 25th.
0: And just so you know where to... submit. To your claim. It's facebookuserprivacysettlement.com.
1: Fri- now it doesn't you work if you're in the UK. Website. Apparently the UK, you don't get part of this money, I'm sorry to say. Uh, but if you deleted your Facebook account since the end of 22, uh, but want some cash, you were a Facebook user during that period of time. Uh, you only have to file one claim. They will give you either a MasterCard, a PayPal card, Venmo, Zelle, or a direct deposit. Uh, The final hearing is scheduled for September 7th, and that's to consider whether to uh, approve the settlement, and maybe you'll get some money. Now, Now, one thing to mention
0: here is I heard other radio hosts saying, well, I'm not going to give them my bank account number. Well, you're giving them your email email address, which they already have. And if you have a PayPal account, all they need is your email address. They do not need your bank
1: number. So, well, the reality just use is, PayPal. You, you don't even need to do that. Just take a prepaid MasterCard. You know, you don't even have to give them any account numbers to get that. So if that's, you know, and what are you going to buy with this money? Probably a McDonald's hamburger, because that's about what you're going to get out of the $725 million.
0: Well, just so our listeners are aware, it may be $725 million, but there are Three billion Facebook members right. worldwide. Now, I'm sure the bulk of that is in the United States.
1: <laughs> well, again, the UK users aren't eligible anyway. So, uh, And I don't know why they singled out the UK and they didn't say anything about any well, other Well,
0: that's country. because right. they have laws. And it. this was all because of Cambridge Analytics scandal. Right. Mark, that's what the whole thing was about.
1: Well, this goes back to 07, though. I don't know that those yeah, laws existed that long ago.
0: But the lawsuit became be- because of Cambridge Analytics, where they yeah, sold could, the yeah. data to them. So, um, you know, I don't know. There are 240 million people in the United States.
1: <laughs> um, and well, don't forget, this, is, this isn't this say anything about net of lawyer fees,
0: Oh, of course. And they're, oh, here, estimated 239 million people in America that have an account on Facebook. Yeah. So we can all meet up at the McDonald's, but I'm going to get my 25 cents. Okay. It's going to cost them more in time to pay me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it really is a little bit crazy, uh, but we'll see what happens with it. And, you know, if it only requires you to file a little form, which it apparently does, do it. What do you got to lose?
0: You know, and the next thing that we have to talk about. And AI is everywhere. And yes. you're hearing about it every everywhere. Yep. We have a few stories on some interesting AI. But you came up with an article about Google Bard that can yeah. help you write code in over 20 programming languages. Now, I mean, will this help me? Because I, frankly, can't code. No. I can do HTML, but I can't code. So how is this going to help me?
1: It probably isn't going to help you. You know, it's only, they're pointing out stories now about Chat, chat GPT. what are the benefits of using it. So if you're a programmer, you know can program C++, Go, Java, JavaScript, Python, uh, TypeScript, a million different functions. And uh, apparently if the code produces or throws out any error messages, a BARD can help you debug it if you tell the chatbot, this didn't, uh, chatbot rather, this code didn't work, please fix it. So, you know, there are going to be applications that we're going to be seeing for the next hundred years that are going to come out and say, this will help you do this and this will help you do that. So if you're a programmer, apparently you can give it a try and you may get the opportunity to have the, uh, the bot actually write a language for you. What's so, also
0: no. interesting is I heard this week um, some user went to one of the, Probably Chat GPT, and asked, What websites can I go to to download torrents of books? And if for those who weren't around back in the old days, torrents were books, music, all kinds of things that were copyrighted. And the way you got around it, you want a movie, you go to a torrent site, and it had a bazillion computers connected to it, and you could download segments from different ones. Anyway, Chat GPT said, I can't do that. That's, you know, illegal. It's not in my programming. So the person turned around and then asked, "Okay, what sites should I avoid if I don't want to download torrents?"
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And they got their list. So to f- what you're saying to an AI? Makes a huge difference. As a matter of fact, now new jobs are popping up for people who are really good at querying AI. So think about that and study up that great job idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, the second story you thought uh, that you found, actually, I find that kind of fascinating just for fun that you would get to talk and chat with historical and fictional characters. What's the story there?
0: Yeah, this is interesting. It's a new app called Super Chat. I know for sure it's available for iPhone. I don't know if it's for Android, but maybe it will be, is. I don't know. Anyway, you can go onto this, and thank goodness it's an alternative to OnlyFans, Mm -hmm. but at least it's something you can do with your kids. You can do to learn history. So you go to Super Chat. And it allows users to chat with virtual characters that, obviously, powered by OpenAI again. Right. Um, but what this is, is they've pre-programmed characters like Einstein, Cleopatra, Shakespeare, Neil Armstrong, um, plus those from public domain works, classic stories, fairy tales. You have a little child who wants to ask questions of Cinderella. Weren't you sad when they didn't let you go to the ball? You know, and (laughs) I'm just thinking that this could be a great learning tool and that people will really enjoy it. So it's an app called Super Chat. And I mean, I wonder if the Pinocchio character, because they have one, I wonder if that tells lies.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. The first question you ask is, Pinocchio, do you lie? And oh, see what the answer
0: I think you should get the app I, I yeah
1: I, I'm gonna do that it just it seems like it should be a lot of fun uh and I'll download it and play with it and we can talk about yeah, it yeah I,
0: I think this is this is a brilliant app and I think it's a way that you can do something with your child or somebody else that isn't as solitary as just pounding away at your computer now uh they have a they do charge for this and that's a dollar a week but if you want to try it you can do that you know but oh excuse As we speak, me, I'm excuse, downloading me. It, excuse me so I'll play with it it's 699 uh, $6. per week and S- 7 that, bucks a week that's that's expensive but you know that's made to cover the costs and and I don't know if we use the story but from what i read the cost of running OpenAI, i'm scrolling chat gpt Is estimated to cost $700,000 per day to operate. Okay. So I would assume that they're charging app developers a hefty fee. And they're going to have to be charging. Um, I'm not going to go into how I feel about charging for everything, but somehow not. If we don't want them taking our data and invading our privacy, we're going to have to pay for things.
1: Right. Yeah, be very interesting. I'll, uh, I'll report next week. I'll play around with this a little bit. It seems like it's fun. It looks you know, adorable. There's, uh, lately, I've seen on Facebook, Marsha, you've probably seen these as well, these artificial chat friends that are always uh-huh. really good-looking women, mm-hmm. and for men to have these chats, and they become your artificial friend until you forget that they're artificial, and they talk about how many people have had relationships ongoing with these things. That's a, little, that's a little scary to me. Well,
0: it is very creepy. And I've read a lot in some of the big thinking uh, magazines and journals that I read about how people are getting emotionally involved. You just, I have to tell you, other than these fun few things we're talking about, don't waste your time. Talk to real people. Stop this. Just stop it. Save the universe and talk to a human. (laughs) Except this next one that I have for you, which is...
1: Yeah, this is one of your favorites.
0: This I'm nuts over. Okay, it's called Cat GPT. (laughs)
1: Loved by women over 80 with 10 or more cats in their homes.
0: Well, no, actually, it's very popular, and a lot of the kids love it. Uh, it's a hilarious AI-powered spoof of Chat GPT that replies as a cat and supplies one of millions of cute cat gifts, gifts on the internet yep. for free with every response. Cute. I think it's adorable, and Cat GPT has all the regular features of Chat GPT. But it's delivered with SAS just like a, a kitty would be. And I think it's okay. adorable. This is free to use. CAT GPT, that's C A T GPT, yeah. um, also features a way to donate to the Humane Society well, that's to a help. To, well, that's the whole point. So I think it's adorable. Uh, future plans include the ability to chat with CAT GPT via SMS. And even create your own gifts with your own cat pictures. I think this is just I mean, definitely a story we need to get into. And you can play with the other one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to the cats. And I've seen some of the responses. It's adorable. It's fun. And really for cute. something that's fun and entertaining. And for you know, exactly. Exactly. And just
1: reminded reminds me that if you're looking to adopt a pet, whether it's a cat or a dog or whatever, go to the shelters. Don't go to a breeder. Don't go to these, you know, I don't even know if pet stores exist anymore. I haven't seen one in years. Mark, the new trend
0: is rescues. Rescues pick up the cats and dogs from the shelters and take care of them and try and get them happy to be in a home environment. And yeah, the rescues. Can... So there's so many of those. You can find them on Facebook if you're on Facebook. And let me just tell everybody that if you want to play with Cat GPT, go to www.cat-gpt.com. And that's the symbol for the dash. Yeah. Uh,
1: you're going to love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So AI using that to, hit your, to do your headshots. How do you do that?
0: I think this is kind of interesting, although I'm loath to – I'm going to have to read the privacy policy. And just so you know, the only thing I'm using ChatGPT for lately is copying privacy policies of a site that I go to or something that has changed and pasting – copy and pasting it in and yeah. asking for a bulleted point list of what's in that document. And it is really useful. So I'm going to have to find out exactly what data these people, if they're going to get rid of your photos. So you pay $17 and you upload a bunch of headshots of yourself. Um, somebody at the Insider tried this and the pictures look amazing. Um, some of them, mm, not so good, but I mean, amazing in the fact that for seventeen dollars you can go to try it on AI, and that's try uh let me see, uh, try it on AI, dot AI. Um, create an online account, pay seventeen dollars, and upload at least ten pictures of yourself of your face. Mm-hmm. Although the platform says more pics are preferable, but you know I think you're going to get pretty bored. Uploading pictures of yourself because you know, you look at pictures, am I going to do this? Right. But if you consider anybody who's ever had a photo shoot for professional picture headshots, uh, business people, uh, it's a lot of time getting yeah, dolled up, money. traveling to a studio. It's not as expensive these days, but for 17 bucks, I think this is not a bad thing to try. Yeah, it'd be
1: very interesting for struggling actors, you know, who are looking to get their headshots, which is what they use to get uh, their picture on the door of the studios and such. It's great. It's very, you know, most actors don't work. 98%, 95% of Screen Actors Guild don't work. So if you can get this done and not cost you a fortune, why not?
0: Well, she, so her, the author's response were, said, quote, my results were at turns pleasing, horrifying, and downright ridiculous. It's a kick to see photographs of people who look like me-ish, <laughs> wearing clothes me-ish. I don't know, and making facial expressions I don't make. But then again, she ended up getting two that she actually could use.
1: Nice, so, which is fine.
0: Yeah, that's fine. For 17 bucks, I think that that's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, so. if you had two headshots out of even if, uh, out of 100 pictures. That's perfect. Exactly. Wow, that's great. Um, all right. So it is now the time of the show where we search the planets, the universe, and Amazon for our buy of the week. So this is one of the least expensive. Absolutely cutest things that you will get out of our Buy of the Week. And every once in a while I like to throw in a really inexpensive, fun toy. Uh, I've been watching The Mandalorian, which is probably one of Disney's best series of the 3,000 Star Wars um, you know series that they've made. But everybody calls this ba- Baby Yoda. The name on the show is Grogu. And it's a Star Wars Mandalorian 11-inch toy squeeze and blink character figure with sound blinking eyes and hand motions so it moves as if it's alive in the real thing uh... it gives you if you squeeze on one side you see his eyes blink you hear a soft like vocal uh... if you push to the other side the doll raises his hand in a force like pose be the the force be with you it's eleven inches tall so it's a good sized uh... little plush animal and, Marsha, have you seen Baby Yoda? I know you're not watching The Mandalorian. Uh,
0: Of course I've seen Baby Yoda.
1: Well, Hasn't the, the everybody... one that's come out in The Mandalorian.
0: No, I don't watch it on TV, no.
1: Right. Okay, well, this is a reason enough to watch The Mandalorian, because this creature is the most adorable I thing I understand
0: on the my daughter, you know, they all love it, and it's great. I don't have enough time to see the shows that I want to see. Well, so, you would like
1: it, to, yeah. If you liked it, to, you yeah, know. Yeah, if in I'm any sick case.
0: one day, it'll be on my list.
1: There you go. Okay, it is available. It normally sells for thirty-seven ninety-nine. It's available with free shipping with Amazon Prime, and you can get it for $21.99, 42% off the price. And it is for any kid... For adults who love the show, it's just a fun toy to play with, and uh, it has all the electronics that you would want in a little toy like this. You can get it again on Amazon today. It's the Star Wars Mandalorian Grogu plush 11-inch uh, toy, and uh, I promise you, you will love having this in your home. On sale for $21.99, marked down from 37 99 and that is our buy of the week. Are you getting one? I haven't done it yet, but I should. I mean, it's just so much fun to have these around. And I am so much in love with this character on the show, as is everyone, as you said, your daughter, everyone who watches it loves it. So I might do that. It's kind of fun. That's good. Yeah. Very, very cute stuff. Sounds
0: like goodbye of the week. Yep. Okay. We've heard all about juice jacking. And if you don't remember what that is, the FBI even put out a warning about juice jacking. And what is juice jacking? When you're at an airport or you're at a hotel or at a shopping center or you're in Starbucks, if they have USB charging ports for your phone, that is where the danger happens. If you're not using a USB charging port and you have your own charging block and you have your own cable and you plug it into a wall socket, that's great. So this doesn't even affect you at all. But if you're using your phone cord to plug into USB charging ports in public places, you've got to beware. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, bad actors can figure out ways to ruin everything for mm-hmm. us. And they found out a way to introduce malware and monitoring software into these into your devices when you use the USB port. Right. So this is called, just so you know, this a stealth cyber attack called juice jacking. And as I said, the FBI warned about it and the whole thing. So this is a real quick, short thing. Use your own cables. Use electric plugs. Or if you're one of those people who really can't, can't stay away from plugging your cord into public places, right? there is a device that you can use And it's not very expensive uh, versus carrying a travel, uh, you know, power pack with you. Um, It's like a dongle that you plug your cable into. And it's, what what do they call them? I'm looking it up on Amazon now. It's a pluggable USB data blocker. $7.95, protect against juice jacking. I mean, it's a one-amp charge-only adapter, which isn't much, but it's only $7.95. I am sure that if you search Amazon for USB data blockers, you're going to find a ton of them. Just buy one of those. Think of it as a condom for your USB (laughs) and put it on, and you'll be safe.
1: And this is just as a reminder because it reminds me of something similar, you know, there's a lot when you go to a gas station and you put your credit card in, there are these devices that are fit in by bad people over the actual keypad that reads out your credit card when you punch it in. So if you go to a gas station and you see something that doesn't look quite right. Jiggle it a little bit and see if it's the actual keypad or something has been placed over it because that's been going on for quite some time now. And they get access to your credit card information. So uh, be careful there.
0: Okay. Um, you okay had, you so, had...
1: Yeah, Google um, Assistant has been talking to you. You know, when you do something... I love it. F-
0: I love it. I you I love, love it, it
1: talking to you or you don't love it talking to you?
0: When I tell Google Assistant to turn on something... I say thank you after it's done. Yep. And it says you're welcome.
1: Yeah, not so much anymore. Uh, Apparently, they're eliminating verbal responses. Instead, it's just going to play what they say is a pleasant chime as a confirmation. Uh, Functionality, which is available for lights in the same room, is uh, rolling out to additional devices like outlets, switches, telephones, television, speakers, you know, all this kinds of stuff. And it will eliminate the talking part of the thing.
0: Well, you know, what's interesting is I read the article that you got some of this from, and it says "Assistant assistant no longer verbally responds by saying, "Okay, turning fan on. Right. Mine has never said anything that dumb.
1: What does yours say? Just okay?
0: No, it just does it. Oh, and just, uh, then okay. when I say thank you, it responds with you're welcome or no problem or right. whatever. So yeah. I, I never get that and I use a Google Hub. Right. So I don't know what this is all about, but
1: seems yay, not that a pleasant. Important. there's
0: nothing wrong with a pleasant chime in anybody's life.
1: They haven't said yet whether you're going to be able to opt out of the chime and go back to the voice or not.
0: I yeah, mean, there's whatever. so many
1: changes going on now. In the world of you know uh, Echo, in the world of uh, Google, because they're, the companies Google, uh, Amazon are losing a fortune on these devices, billions of dollars, and there's some concern that these devices, which everybody has learned to love and use, as I've mentioned a million times, my wife who doesn't have an email address or a computer or hates technology loves her Google device. So if that goes away, that's going to be very sad well, for a bunch just of people.
0: wait on May tenth. The first Google I.O. announcements are going to come out. And the new Pixel 7a phone. There's rumors that there is going to be a Z-fold phone. And I'm hoping the Google tablet comes out because I really have to replace my tablet. And I've been so tempted because of the dirt cheap prices Samsung has driven their tablets down to. But frankly, the specs for the uh, Google Pixel tablet. Um, my big deal is the amount of pixels on the screen. I want a sharp screen. Period. I don't care about because all I do is consume, read. You know, I'm not going to be watching movies, so playing games. Right. I want to be able to see things on it properly, and the resolution is spectacular. And I'm hoping I can hold out. They say the rumor is that. The announcements will be made May 10th, and the products will be available in June. So I'm fingers crossing on that.
1: Yeah, there's a—you know, you, and you can buy—you don't have to buy the latest model of, like, an iPad, for example. It's been a couple—you know, I was one that always upgrades. I, you know, I'm on the— uh, Apple iPhone upgrade program where you turn in your phone annually. But for the iPad, which can be upwards of $2,000, depending upon what you buy, I haven't seen the need to upgrade. They've probably come out with two or three iPads since I last upgraded it. And at the moment, you know, the, as you talk about, the graphics on the one I have are spectacular. Well, Mark, uh,
0: you're rich. You buy the most expensive of no, everything. That's not, no, it's
1: not fair, yes. much and it's not true. I, <laughs> I, I buy it, and I will keep it. Unless there's a reason exactly,
0: exactly, and that's good. You trade in your phone all for each one, but other devices, yeah. I mean, I hold on to laptops forever, and frankly, I got to tell you, my two thousand dollar Dell laptop is not pleasing me as much as my Huawei MateBook 13, which was half the price, and it just. Everything is better about it, and I'm really hating what uh, Windows 11 did to my...
1: Yeah, you didn't like that. I, I'm well, the
0: thing is, ones. the screen on my Dell computer, is it's the wider screen, as many laptops are. And because of the type of work I do, I'm not seeing as much with the new Windows 11. And the type has gotten smaller so i have to admit, had to make all kinds of adjustments the cr- chrome browser isn't the same as the background it's it's mm. be, it's baloney yeah anyway
1: yeah by the way if you don't know what the uh, the iphone upgrade program is and you're interested in upgrading your phone it only costs you about 50 bucks a month now you go on forever you'll be paying till you're 100 years old is that but, on uh,
0: top of your service
1: no. Well, yes, of course, it's on top of your service. Yeah, that, that has nothing to do with your Verizon or whatever service is. But you can get a brand new iPhone every year, upgrade. You don't have to pay up front. If you, you can keep it. If you pay for it over a two-year period of time, you're done. You own the phone. No different than if you had actually bought the phone, paid you know, $1,000 for it. Uh, and it's a good program because you can upgrade if you like to do that for a very inexpensive monthly rate. So uh, you might want to look at the um, iPhone upgrade program. Um mm-hmm. all right. So apparently what there are 50 million metric tons in 2019 of e waste. What are okay, we going to do? Okay, so it?
0: we've talked about this and we've talked about recycling, we've done all this, but you look at certain things that you have at home that you go, I don't know, is it working? I care. If you go on eBay and you see if there's value to the item, um, You know, you can always buy refurbished devices. Apple, Samsung, uh, Amazon, HP all have websites where they sell refurbished merchandise, which Mm -hmm. is a great way to save money. But the ones that you don't have, you might want to pass on to family members or, or you can sell them. Now, again, if you're not sure what the deal is, I didn't know this, but I fix it has more than 90,000 step-by-step repair guides covering phones, tablets, laptops, computers, game consoles, and cameras. And I would assume, especially with old cameras, which do have value, but you're not sure if everything's working and the whole thing, maybe you could take it to an iFixit or a camera shop. Um, If you're going to earn money from it, you're going to earn a lot more money if it's recently been refurbished and checked out. And you know for sure it's working. There you go. So okay. you need to do this.
1: Uh, we're almost out of time. Should we shift over to a couple of TV and movies?
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay, so the top movies this week, I cannot bring myself to watch this because it seems so incredibly stupid. Uh, cocaine Bear is the number one streaming movie on the charts about a, apparently a true story, but somebody that uh, Refresh, cocaine.
0: Refresh your screen because the number one overall streaming is Beef. And cocaine beer is number two.
1: Oh, okay. That just—that's interesting because. Oh, uh, wait a minute. That's overall.
0: You're right. You're right. Uh, you're right. I had it on the wrong thing. I had the there overall. There you go. Yeah. The cocaine
1: overall. beer number one on movies. Not watching um, it. Seven Kings Must Die. Don't nope. haven't watched it. Don't really have any interest in it. I started watching Tetris. The, the damn movie...
0: best movie I have seen in a long time. Tetris? I loved it. It was great. It was like Indiana Jones
1: for nerds. Interesting. Okay. I'm about half an hour into it. And it's and it's interesting. So I'm gonna watch it. Well, that. the
0: beginning is they're le- just laying out the story. But it gets okay. deeper and deeper and yeah, it's, it's so much clever. fun. It's excellent. Tetris, all thumbs up is on Apple TV.
1: There you go. Uh, The original John Wick, again, still number four. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, blah, 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 number five. Unbearable talent, um, uh, unbearable, uh, let's see, weight of massive talent. Uh, Murder Mystery 2, which was fun. 80 for Brady, which was really enjoyable. Uh, Evil Dead, that's a new one up there. And Triangle of Sadness, don't know what that is. What about TV? What do you got?
0: Okay, I like TV shows because they go faster. Have you watched Beef on Netflix?
1: I'm watching Beef on about five episodes. It's interesting. I can't say I love it, but it's interesting.
0: Uh, Number two is The Last Thing He Told Me.
1: Yep, want to watch that.
0: I'm not interested in The Last Thing He Told Anybody, and I don't know who he is. But Well, it's Jennifer
1: Garner, so I'll watch anything she's in. I love her.
0: We'll see there. You're a loyal fan. I am. Uh, Then The Night Agent, Yellow Jacket's not going to watch that.
1: I watched (laughs) it and didn't like it.
0: Succession, which might just might be interesting, you know. It's okay, if I, I watched that desperate. and stopped
1: after a season.
0: Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is spectacular. I've been what I'm up to date on that. Love is Blind, eh? I don't know. Um Interesting. These they say a f- three week event for Love is Blind. To me, these are basically movies broken out into one hour segments. I like that, but then again, I want to binge it.
1: Do you know wonder, what Love is Blind is? And I only know because my daughter forced me to watch an episode. Go ahead. Okay. So it's a man and a woman that never get to see each other, that are in separate rooms, and they only talk to each other, and they have to propose marriage by the end of a two-week period of time or three-week period of time. But they never get to see anybody, which is why it's called Love is Blind. So yeah. you ask someone to marry you, but you don't know what they look like. That's I'm gonna, I am not going
0: to be watching that. Uh, then yeah, I watched one episode. Your Mandalorian's number eight, and still, I love Ted Lasso. It's changed a bit, but still very happy with it, and this is the last season. There's some rumors that Seth Goldstein, Roy Kent, will be branching out in another show, but who knows? We don't know what's going to happen, but give me a whole season of Ted Lasso. And Florida Man is number 10. I have no idea what that's about.
1: All I know is that I got some of the worst reviews I've ever seen. I'd had like a zero on one rating service. You're kidding. So, I, yeah, so I don't know that that one I'll be watching. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I also just started watching a show called uh, Mrs. Davis on Peacock.
0: Well, we a, have the music. Oh, there's the music. Right All right, now. we'll talk
1: about Mrs. Davis next week. Everybody have a great week. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you next week.
0: This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen here talking to you on tech tech news every week. Please join us again and tell your friends, like, subscribe, and come on back. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.